Chapter 3 from the upcoming posthumous memoir novel by Gunnar Bush titled, Suicide Notes to Kurt Cobain. Chapter 3. Turtle Food. The sun was gone, and with it, the warm weather. A chill ran through my body as I stepped outside, I bent over, reached under the couch on the porch, and pulled out the skateboard I had left. I jumped on it and headed towards the mansion. The rush hour traffic wouldn't be as bad on a Saturday, but it would still be thick. I kicked and pushed and avoided stopping. The sidewalks in the district are just good enough to get by skating on. Morgan was still texting me after the initial text with her number, and it was constant now, maybe she liked me or some shit. I had one more stop to go before I could go home. I kicked and pushed on my board and started to get a strong feeling about the election. Trump's chances still felt like a wing-and-prayer type of horse that might hit at the downs. This October surprise wouldn't move the needle that much, and Hillary wasn't stepping on his neck to get the victory. She was trying, but perhaps she didn't know how, or maybe Trump wasn't the type of guy you could step on his neck to kill. He still had a path to victory if he could swing the swing voters and get a low voter turnout. I'd been on the road all summer following both camps, and when I wasn't following them, I was here in the district where politics is magnetized tenfold. Trump was getting out his new message, and it was getting heard and repeated. He wasn't running for a political position as a public servant, he was running because he was here to save America. It was a much bigger deal to his voters. Hillary was still running on the fact that she wasn't Trump, and she wasn't even a Democratic extension of Barry. I made my way back to the hill, slowing down as I approached a white wall about three feet high. I hopped onto my board, pulled down a metal fire escape ladder, and climbed up one level. This was one of the most secure premises in the district, but somehow they didn't know about a three-foot wall from another building and a fire escape ladder. I knew the area from delivering envelopes full of advertising information for Rolling Stone. Some of my deliveries felt cryptic, they weren't, but it felt like espionage stuff. I would play into it a bit, even more so when I found this back entrance. I was sharing squares with some greenies and found how to enter the building. Terry always had me take Babak over to this part of the hill, and it felt like money through the envelope. One time she showed me what it was, and it was layouts for print advertising. Same shit I had seen at the CJ. Terry loved that I contacted so many people and always looked for a story. I met all types and always used the side and back doors when I could. After climbing the ladder, I was on a side roof that the greenies would use to smoke when they realized that being an intern of any sort, paid or unpaid, was enough to start smoking. I crossed a small ledge, turned, and entered another roof area. It was for the stressed staffers or senators, and it even had a couple of old chairs. They'd left the door to this part open a smidge since before Reagan lost his mind. I pushed it open, walking in like I owned the building. It was dark, and I had to wait until my eyes adjusted. As they did, I pulled out my magic water bottle again, and it hit it, and tried reading the signs. A light at the end of the hall was on, which was odd this late on a Saturday, but I kept going. Maybe somebody left it on and left for home on Friday. As I got closer, though, I spotted an oversized woman walking back and forth holding a poster board in another room. She had on an ugly flower print dress, and her gray hair was up. She was startled to see me, so I stopped. I started to undo my backpack. I have a delivery for the Senate majority, I said very politely, which surprised even myself. She did a double take, noticing my skateboard as I pulled out a brown paper bag. Oh, you scared me, sweetie, she said as she put her hand over her chest as if to clutch her pearls or some shit. 
I can take that for you to his office. I am one of his secretaries. I am here getting the Halloween stuff set up. The senator gives me special permission to come in and set up the stuff for the holidays. I am the only one, though. She really thought I cared. We don't do all the holidays like we did when I started working here. We used to do Valentine's Day and Flag Day, but he wasn't much of a romantic, so we cancelled that one pretty quickly, and I think we just altogether stopped celebrating Flag Day as a nation. It's sad, really, I don't remember when it was, probably when Clinton was in office. She was opening up to me as if I had known her all my life, and I could give a fuck. Did you sign in? She had asked me that already, but I wasn't paying attention. Huh? Yeah, of course, I have to give it directly to Senator McConnell. It was a direct order from the person who paid for T.S. I never stutter unless I am really lying, but I've been working on it like Pinocchio naked in front of a mirror. She was trying to figure me out. Well, Senator McConnell is never here on Saturdays unless it's required for legislation, so unless you want to come back on Monday, I will need to take it. Did it really say that in the delivery instructions? That it had to be hand-delivered to him? Can I see the directions? She pushed her glasses up her nose, waiting for me to hand her the delivery slip I didn't have. No, I don't, I guess someone got into his cookies or Christmas snacks because I am only supposed to put the package in his office. Cookies, huh? I bet it was Janice. She ate a piece of my birthday cake, and I told Mitch. I bet she is trying to get back on his good side by sending him cookies. Who is your package from? She stared at the paper bag. Ma'am, this is from a third party who wished to mail this anonymously. It is a federal offense to mess with the mail. She wasn't one to break the law. She made a snide face. Oh, I know. You didn't say it was sent anonymously, mister. She was deflecting. I didn't even know you could do that. She added, and I didn't either. I was trying to be on my way, though. Well, I can show you where his office is, and you can set it outside since I don't have a key. As I followed her, she started back onto her story, like I was training in. It was probably Janice. You know the senator, Mitch, said I could call him Mitch, he came and sang happy birthday to me, and I got the first piece of cake even before him, and Mr. MC Mitch got the second piece. Janice came in later after we had cut a lot of pieces, and I was going to take it home with me since it was ice cream cake and I love ice cream cake, and it was my cake and my birthday. Well, Janice just thought she could help herself to my cake, do you believe the nerve on her, and she got into the fridge, opened my box of cake, and she took a slice. I ate that cake every night for two weeks, but it would have been longer if Janice didn't get her hungry little fingers into my food. She was ranting and also mad with insanity. Any person that was happy Mitch McConnell showed up for her birthday needed medication. I followed her through the hallways listening to her drivel until finally, we arrived at his office. You can set it on the side of that desk there, that is Suzanne's desk. She turned her head like I was about to pull my penis out and start peeing. If I set it there, then you are going to dig through it once I am gone to see if Janice sent it, and I am assuring you, this package isn't from Janice. I pulled out my phone and held onto the paper bag tight. It isn't Janice? I thought you said you couldn't tell me. Now she thought she was Sherlock Holmes. I can't, but I do have to run soon, so I need you to promise me you won't look into this bag, I was toying with her now. I turned around and pulled the contents of the bag out, and she was starting to poke her nose. I snapped a picture of it with a nameplate from the door that read, Senate Majority Mitch McConnell. 
I promise, hey, what do you have in there? I just need to get a quick pick for confirmation. She had snuck in closer and was more nimble than I thought. She snatched at the bag, pulled it hard to see what it was. Hey, I yelled but stopped as she began realizing what was in the bag. She screamed, what in the Lord's name is this, turtle food? Who are you with? What service? Who hired you? I am with fed-up taxpayers of the blue grass state. She was trying to box me in. Are you the guy who has been mailing Mr. McConnell, Mitch, the turtle food once a week? I wasn't, but that was hilarious to hear. Betting is a part of life back in the ville, and I was winning one right now. She grabbed the turtle food bag. She tugged, and I pulled, and the bag ripped in midair. Pellets of turtle food shot everywhere. This old crank was heated. She was older and a big woman too, and if she did grab me or fall on top of me, she might break a hip, and we might not both survive that. She began screaming, playing her arms out like a 1920s football player about to make a tackle. Security. I wasn't caught, but I was in trouble. I had to bounce but needed another picture of the pellets all over the floor, so I faked left and bounced back to the right. She moved towards her right, and I snapped a photo. Then, I shot down the hallway like a dart. She was too old, too slow, and too fat. I turned and watched her slip that was the actual photo I needed. My conscience kicked it, and I could only think that this old hag would die, so instead of snapping a picture, I walked back towards her to help her up, but she bounced up like a coiled snake and started screaming for security. I turned and ran. I would need to move or be arrested. I was lost and didn't know where the smoke door was. Then I heard walkie-talkies. Security. I opened the first open door I could find and found myself in a waiting area. I locked the door behind me and rushed towards the window. It was only one story, and I knew it was my only choice. But I couldn't get it open, damn child safety locks. I could see a security guard below, and he could see me. I turned and bolted. The hallway was empty, so I sprinted in hopes of finding a door to escape. I saw an exit sign and turned down a flight of stairs, hitting them three at a time. I had to get to the courtyard before security. As I bounced out the door, I put my board down and started to kick. If I didn't gain momentum, I was toast. I was chased by government security inside the Senate office building, who wanted to take me down harder than Tower 7. And I guess, maybe, I should start over a little bit and tell you who I am and why I am here, and of course why it all matters since I was holding a piece of intel on the USB in my pocket that could sink the hopes of one presidential candidate, granting the keys to the White House to another. The leader of the free world was on the line, and I was about to be a key player. And let me assure you, there is no way Mitch McConnell's security was going to catch me.